In 2000, superhero movies had just barely been invented. Of course, there had been the Superman movies in the 70s and the Batman movies in the early 90s, but superheroes as we know them now were mostly sticking to the comic pages and Saturday mornings. This started to change when Marvel had a fire sale for its movie rights. Suddenly, studios had the ability to make movies about superheroes everyone already knew instead of minor ones like Blade or The Spirit. Very quickly, we had a Spider-Man movie and a Hulk movie, but before any of those, Fox gave us what I consider the first modern superhero movie, X-Men. But how much of what is set up in X-Men carries over to the superheroes of today? Has the franchise found a way to stay modern, or is it stuck in the 2000s? Is this first entry even any good? All these questions and more on Best Pictures. What would you prefer, yellow spandex? This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined, as always, by... Welcome to Mutant High. I'm Mark Wallington. I'm Chad. What do they call you, Wheels? Wow. No, I, uh, Mark. We oh, already yeah, you just literally said. have all the orange chocolate. You did just say it. Yeah, they, we did just yeah. explain our name. Uh, so this is Best Pictures. This is the podcast where we try and find the best movie for every year we've been alive. The way we do that is we each pick our favorite movies for each year. Then we talk about the Academy pick. And now we just throw a curveball, a, uh, a fastball special right across the plate and uh, do a random bonus Cody, episode. Cody, the X-Men don't like baseball in this uh rendition of the characters hey chad a fastball special is when colossus throws uh wolverine <laughs> to attack a big uh bad guys so is that what they call it in the, the is that what they call it in the back? last stand yeah oh i forgot <laughs> i've also I haven't watched the, that movie in years because why would i go comics. back to that movie but yeah who, and they do throws? variations on it in the comics all the time there's the ice ball special where they throw ice man <laughs> there's the hairball special which is when they throw beast like um yeah. who, who throws X, who throws wolverine in this movie is it storm uh sort of kind of yeah there's not a yeah. real uh real throw wolverine no 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 at the very end someone throws wolverine Toward up to like magneto and it's like a diversion yeah, I think it's Storm. I think it's like the wind. It's like yeah. a tornado thing, yeah. yeah. Anyways, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Uh, Cody, what, what, <laughs> a little what, bit. what's the episode? Uh, and so uh, we we pick movies from um, for the bonus that are part of the year but didn't make our picks normally. And so this bonus episode, we're talking about X-Men because the X-Men franchise... Well, we thought it was ending this year. Um, there's one more coming next year. Wait, uh, but it's a spinoff, so it doesn't really. Uh, I mean, they're definitely count as much selling this as the Fox X Men's uh, Endgame, and then yes, I guess the New the Mutants com- is going to be like they're Far From Home. They're far From Home, yeah. Well, we thought uh, New Mutants was coming out this year. <laughs> they keep moving it back. Yeah. Um, What's the movie? That's the movie you're talking about, right? Yes, it okay, is. Yeah. It is. Um, but that one's not. It's not Professor X. It's not all these other people. So, the the, the culmination of this story, I suppose, <laughs> ends this year. Even though it's not the culmination of this story, and it's and also not this story. Yeah, the, it's uh, the story the franchise is fucked. The story that's focused so hard on Wolverine, but he's uh, not in. But the, it's all been building to this movie without him. That he's it's not weird. in. That he's yeah. not in yeah. at all. Except not that X Men. Not that X Men has to have Wolverine, but the Fox X Men kind of does. 
Kind of. They know that he sells tickets, so they put Mm -hmm. him in all the movies, but, like, he hasn't had, like, a leading role in any of the, like, the, I call them the saga X-Men movies, which is, like, the team X-Men movies. He hasn't had a leading role since, like... Uh, Days of Future Past, which was which was one two movies ago. ago. Yeah, yeah it I was mean, yeah. five years ago. Um, yeah, but there's only it, been one other of the like X Men movies. Since yeah, but then. he also wasn't in First Class. Yes, he was. Well, he dropped he's, that he's little he's F word. It, okay, but, but what you mean as a main? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I get yeah, what you yeah. mean. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, fair, but I don't know. He's been a big Before. part of the story. Logan was a more natural conclusion to the Fox X-Men verse. Absolutely. And yeah. I kind of wish that that was the last one. Because then I would sort probably of. think it was one of the best superhero franchises ever. Because what I would just have that. Fuck? Because I would have. The rest of them? No. Because I would just have that taste in my mouth of like, yeah, Logan was so good. That franchise was really good. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have a recency we're, bias there. Y- yeah. We're going yeah, to be a recency t- bias. It would be. But I would still think it. We're, we'll we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Um, also, Apocalypse mm-hmm. was before Logan, so I don't know that <laughs> you would necessarily believe that. Well, if they, yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll we'll, we'll get some more into that later. Sure. Um, and we'll talk about why your take may be right, but it pisses me off because it kind of shows how much uh, the Fox X Men misunderstand the X Men being yeah. teen movies. Yeah, um, the first three are straight up Wolverine movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or and then and, the, and the next saga Wolverine and is, Xavier movies. Yeah, right. And then the next ones are Xavier Magneto. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mystique movies so um okay so <laughs> but before we really get into that um let's talk about movies that we have seen recently at the cineplex let's start with the yeah. furthest movie away i guess uh so the one that came out the longest ago so chad sure you go first oh i finally got around to detective pikachu um, finally cracked the case i'm yeah, oh, sorry you guys what movie? I don't, uh, that's not the oh Pokemon title. Detective Pikachu. Thank you. With uh-huh. no colon. I was no confused. Yeah, Pokemon no Detective Pikachu. Um, and gotta say, good movie. Cute, cute Pokemon. Um, I want a Psyduck pretty bad now. Uh, I fucking don't. They'll explode your shit. That can be. That can be useful. Spoiler alert, as seen in the movie. It's been um, so long, the spoiler alert doesn't matter. True. Yeah, and it's going to be... Well, actually, it's not going to be that long until this episode drops. Because we're recording <laughs> nope. We're recording this week. 15 minutes before it comes out. Mm-hmm. Also, 15 minutes before Chad has to go to work. Yeah, we all <laughs> In woke the up, morning. We all woke up super early. We're in our jammy jams. I'm drinking my morning coffee from my Welcome to Marwen uh, coffee mug. I literally um, am in Pikachu pants currently. That's fantastic. Pants. You want to see? Hey, him? I'm I'm just like the and I'm just like the Pikachu drinking my coffee. That Pikachu can't. I, I see him. I see the Pokeballs too. That, uh, hey, hey, stop talking about my Pokeballs <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> I didn't mean to show them to you. Um, yeah, those are weird pants that you can see the Pokeballs all the way through them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're like they're like uh, assless chaps, but the, ballless, ballless, <laughs> nutless uh, chaps. Yeah, um, that's what they called my all eunuch singing group. Were the nutless chaps? <laughs> Come on, man! Can I talk about the detective? The yeah, gay, yeah, yeah. please. Yellow I boy. beg you. He, so- he solves the crime. The crime is interesting. Uh, I love all the designs. It's darn good. 
you guys did a lot of the grunt work for describing what was good about the movie um, on the Purely Nostalgia podcast, uh, where you yes. were guests, and I sang on the podcast. I did a I did a musical performance um, mm-hmm. at the end because I couldn't be there. So, uh, y'all should listen to that. But yeah, I love the movie. Pikachu can't get enough of his coffee. I can't get enough Pikachu. Uh, it's just funny. It's really funny. <laughs> it's a very funny movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm coldest on it of any of our friends, and I still really liked it a lot. It's in my top five of the year, which felt weird to put, but then I was looking at what like number five, six it was, and mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I, I like this better. Um, it's, it's in my it's top also, ten for sure. It's not going to stay in my top in my five. five. Eventually, no. it'll move down. There's a few movies I really want to see, but... Yeah. Oh, it's actually not in my top... Oh, I don't have it on here yet. Yeah, because okay. Mark is the worst at uploading his uh, or updating his list. It is in my top ten right now. It's not going to stay there. Um, um Cody, it's at eight currently. You saw Brightburn, and Ooh, you didn't seem to boy, like it very much, but it looked boy, really good. So did I talk about that? Um, here's the thing. Most of the time during the movie, it's fine. Like it is just sure. like kind of a okay horror movie it seems like when i'm reading between the lines there was some some angle they took or some take that really rubbed you the wrong way um i may tell you guys about that in a second Uh once we throw up a spoiler warning unless you guys super care um but before we do that uh it's just kind of um so horror movies are hard when you see the monster the whole time yeah (laughs) And and when the monster is just like well Children are terrifying, so never mind. Yes, I was gonna but, take, I'm going to take that back, what I was about to say. But it, um, but it's just a kind of like, okay, like, yeah, he's going to run around, do... Mm-hmm. It's kind of the most obvious take, if that makes sense. It's basically like if you come up with, like, what if Superman was born and he was evil? Mm-hmm. It then does the I, most obvious, like, progression of that. Right. Um, okay, but what if you've already seen uh, Chronicle? It's well. Here's the thing. This is very Chronicle esque. Yeah. Um. It like it. It reminded me a lot of how much I'd rather be watching Chronicle, a movie which, when I revisited, I didn't like as much when I first watched it. Um. It. Um. I still like that movie a lot. I love yeah, Chronicle. It's um. Brightburn. He. Hmm. I'm trying to think of how to phrase my feelings. Um. It, it basically like his turn into evil just happens. It like mm-hmm. it just happens because it's time for it to happen. He's been a right. sweet boy the whole time. A switch flips essentially. Oh, so he's not and that bothered me. He's a not lot. like the kid from the Omen where he constantly looks creepy. He's sweet at first, and then he no. Decides he was to a be... perfect kid for fifteen years. Eh. Okay, I'm gonna oh, throw up the spoiler. I got it. I got it. I'm gonna throw up the spoiler warning now. Skip about a minute and a half if you want no spoilers. Maybe three minutes. Um, <laughs> so spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, so he like the, the the ship is in the fucking barn, you know, just like the Kent stuff. Sure. And one night, like it starts going off a little bit, and that's what awakens it. So it's like kind of the the ship calling to him mm-hmm. that awakens the evil, which that annoyed me that it wasn't like fully his decision to be evil. He mm. just is turned evil kind of he's like naturally evil and it's awakened in him 
it, it gets awakened and then he becomes his normal self and becomes a giant asshole and like fucking with people but it was like awakened by the ship like turning on Weird. and I it, found that kind of it, annoying it seemed like in the trailer that it was just going to be like this power complex where like eventually at, at some point he just decides he's better than everybody and deserves to be worshipped and that felt better to yes. me than what this sounds like and and that is sort of they they try to do both right they try mm-hmm. and like explain him being perfect for 15 years and then suddenly but also switching. there's like some light switch that goes off right yeah, the, yeah they, they they try to do that but then the, his like red eyes and stuff like go away and he's the normal boy but now he's discovered that he has powers and then he does what you're saying yeah. so like it's both and it's like ah, that's kind of messy um and I mean, it's it, it like there's a literal Chekhov's gun in it that like it it's just like you know where it's going at every point, which mm-hmm. like understanding where stories go don't inherently make the stories bad, but this one just like didn't. I wanted a few more you know, surprises. You know what they should have done is made it all about how the parents raised him because like Superman's parents, and are there the is zero of that. The, the, Superman's parents are a big part of why he has the ideology yes. of like protecting people and being selfless. And if his, he didn't get that from his parents could have been trouble for the rest of the world. So like, it should have been about that. Right. But his parents are perfect parents and have done nothing wrong. Great. And yeah. <laughs> like it just, it doesn't really yeah. make sense. It's yeah. just, Oh, he's been evil the whole time. Is yeah. his um, mom named Martha? No. How does any of it make sense? Because that could have come in handy later. (laughs) That could have come in handy later. Okay, let me tell you guys about the thing that super fucking annoyed me, because I don't think either one of you are going to see this movie. Mm -hmm. Also, this isn't really... I mean, it is a spoiler for the movie, but I don't think you guys will care. Sure. At the end... The movie is over. It's a horror movie. Mm-hmm. What do you expect ha- has happened? Not a lot of things have gone well. So then right. as the credits are going, um, there's footage from like a conspiracy theory YouTube page. Mm. And it's Michael Rooker, of course, because if it's a James Gunn-produced thing, he's yeah. going to show up. Yeah. Um, but this is like his cameo appearance. And he's like talking about like, look at the footage. They refuse to tell you there's a person who's attacking, blah, blah, blah. And it keeps cutting to the Superman boy, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, and they, it's just like the things they haven't confirmed with the like evil thing uh, attacking the ships in the sea. And then you like see like a scary like kind of merman thing. And then they're like. <laughs> so they have that, the Aquaman. They have. Right. Yeah. And then they're like, and then the witch who has been using and like they tried to make it too different from wonder woman. So then they like over made it similar to wonder woman. Cause it was like this witch who has been terrorizing this town using her ropes and lassos. And I was like, okay, <laughs> sounds dumb. The idea of an evil justice league is kind of interesting. Uh, but Like I'm your movie hasn't earned enough goodwill for me to be happy want- about this. So it made me super fucking annoyed. Also, evil. Like, uh- Children Justice League is a weird movie. I kind of want it. I kind of want it. I like the idea of like an evil superhero team, but like give them their own unique powers. Yes. If you're going to have the Justice League. Don't just copy Aquaman and Wonder Woman. (laughs) That should be illegal. Superman felt this this take of like what's basically Superman and Brightburn felt a appropriate and right because superman's so iconic and like mm-hmm. 
And like that story is one where it's like he easily he's an alien from space. Thank God he was friendly. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, well, and so my it, kind of problem with it thing. is like for me for horror movies, I don't know. Unkillable monsters like only work to a certain degree for me and then mm. it becomes like, well, what's the point? I'm just watching I'm I'm not the person who gets mad when the hero wins in a horror movie because like right. I feel like there has to be some hope or some chance or there's no suspense for me. Um and so now you're introducing an evil Justice League and like yeah. what the fuck can they do? Right. Like who can do anything? Which I guess is the point they're trying to make but at the same time like if you make a sequel of the e- evil Justice League we're just going to watch mass murder for a movie man we're gonna be like cheering for the police force that are like trying to get the evil justice league in a sequel well what they're counting on is a a lot of the horror movie elements which is not necessarily how i watch horror movies which is Uh why sometimes i don't feel uh accepted by the people who like horror movies right they're expecting people to cheer for the monster which is never because people do cheer for like jason and Jason they, yeah. and Freddy. Yeah. I mean, I cheer for Godzilla, but he's a good guy a lot of the time. Well, That's especially now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I admit something about the Godzilla trailer? Yeah. I probably saw it 30 times in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And that joke where Kyle Chandler says, oh my God. And then that other guy is like, Zilla. The other guy, Bradley Whitford, yeah. American Treasure. Excuse yes. me. Yeah. <laughs> Josh from West Wing. Or oh, sure. uh, seen uh, what's his name in Studio 60? I love Studio 60. I haven't 60. seen Studio You're 60. killing the momentum of my story. Okay, sorry. Uh, I thought he was saying the Hebrew word Selah, which is like... <laughs> I did not get the joke for like 30 times. <laughs> I was like, why is he saying that word like now? It, it's a joke that makes me laugh every time, even though it is like pretty bad. Now it makes me laugh. But before yeah. I was just like, why is he saying Zilla? Zilla. <laughs> um, okay, Mark, yeah. what did you see? Um, well, last weekend there was like a an AMC preview of Booksmart, and I went to see that. And God damn, that movie's so funny. Can't um, wait to see it. It's, yep, it's I'm gonna see it this weekend. Genuinely, like one of the best high school movies I've ever seen. One of the best, just like straight comedies I've seen in a long time. Uh, and I mean, a lot of it is just because the cast is so damn good. Like uh, mm-hmm. the the main two girls are fantastic, and their chemistry is like completely it's, undeniable. It's, it's Caitlin it's, Dever and Beanie mm-hmm. Feldstein. Yeah, uh, Feldbin. No, Feldstein. What? You're right. Yeah, it's um, Feldstein. <laughs> I have I know someone else whose last name is Feldman. I got confused. Okay. It is less early for me than it is for you guys, but I'm yeah, very tired. Significantly, mm-hmm. um, no. significantly yeah, for me, up, it's, Cody. it's one it hour for you. Six a.m. here. So. It's six a.m. in the morning. Hope this conversation's not boring. Uh-oh. Anyway, <laughs> I was no, I was excited to hear more about Booksmart. It was not boring, yeah, yeah, boring yeah. at all. But anyway, Booksmart. not only are the two main girls great, but literally every supporting character. I would watch like a movie about that supporting character. Yeah, um, that's fantastic, like, and that's not something that really comes through in the trailer either. That, yeah, but like the, the whole movie is about like you know these well, these two girls sorry. work their ass off to get to good colleges. Uh, and they like don't party at all in high school, and they realize that the kids who partied are also going to literally the same colleges as them. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the whole movie is them realizing that like these people that they've been judging because they're just like you know 
party kids or drama kids or you know like just dumb kids are actually like deeper than they expected so you really get to know all of those kids and they're so goddamn funny billy lord um carrie fisher's daughter who mm-hmm. i had only known from like being in the background of a couple star wars movies yeah, is, apparently she has a real scene on the next one which is interesting but yeah that's that's interesting but she has like five or six r- real scenes in this movie um like she is she's a really like not a huge character but she is shows up like a bunch of times and is consistently hilarious awesome which tracks because her mother is uh, like was always super funny yeah Uh, um but yeah i'm trying to think i know billy lord popped up in some of the american horror stories but i think it's none of the ones i've seen and she was in scream queens but didn't have a ton to do um but yeah, that's exciting. I like she was I, my favorite character before I even realized it was Billy Lord playing that character. Right. Um yeah, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited for mm-hmm. that kind of like comedy to be back and supposedly I mean, it's super good. Every time they show that scene where they're I guess outside Beanie Feldstein's house and they're both just like dancing before they're mm-hmm. getting in the car, I I crack up. It's it's just they they're very funny on screen. They're <laughs> like, they have the best chemistry. It's it's uh-huh. really insane. I read something that Olivia Wilde had them like stay in the same hotel room while they were shooting to like build organic chemistry. Yeah, um, I've I've read that they like actually became best friends. Yeah, while yeah. shooting Which rules. Um, and Which Olivia Wilde directing this movie also means that all of you know because she's married well, to Jason Sudeikis, so yeah. her friend group is like you know the the generation of comedians that we grew up with. So like Will Forte mm. shows up in this. Awesome. Mike O'Brien oh, yeah, shows yeah. up He's, in this. He, isn't he the friend or one of their one of the dads or something? Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. He's he's Caitlin Dever's dad. Yeah. Um. Uh. Jason Sudeikis is in it. Obviously. Um. Mike O'Brien shows up for a little bit and is hilarious. That's awesome. Um. Th- one of their teachers is uh, Jessica Williams. Williams, thank you. Um. It's such a funny movie, y'all. Um, I'm excited. Hey, is Jason Sudeikis um, way too handsome to be as funny as he is? No. Yeah. No. No. Not when John Hamm exists. Like you know, like <laughs> there, there are better than John Hamm. I mean, I think that they can both be like way too handsome to be that funny. But Sudeikis is definitely one of them. No, I think fair. Jason Sudeikis has a has a f- he's he's funny handsome. Like I I don't I think like, it, he fits in uh, the right. A comedic sensibility has elevated Seth Rogen to be like someone that no, like is in millions GQ of dollars now. have elevated Seth Rogen to being attractive. People <laughs> looked at that, G- of dollars at that GQ via cover. His uh, comedic sensibility. People people looked at the GQ cover and were like, Seth Rogen's the most handsome person alive. No, GQ knows how to photograph people. Like right. I could be he's on GQ. He's not an ugly dude. Though. He's not an ugly dude, but he also just, he's he's like a normal looking dude that GQ took a picture of. He he looks like, like a normal dude that got nominated for Queer Eye, and then now he dresses nice. Yeah, yeah, yes. Because like true. I think um, if Seth Rogen were not a celebrity, I think his hair would be huge. I think his beard would be overgrown. I think mm-hmm. he'd be more overweight. Yeah, but I think people, normal people forget that when you have millions dude. of dollars, you can afford a stylist and mm-hmm. a personal trainer, and you can and just, you can just have you can pay to, to be attractive out. to some extent. <laughs> but so, like Andy Samberg is a hyper handsome dude, and if he wasn't a comedian, people would think he's super handsome. So, like I, I don't know. You're, you're allowed to be handsome and funny. It's just not I fair think. when I see that kind <laughs> of 
uh, guy out there. Who's well, because just... we're stuck with being neither, so it's a real problem. <laughs> right. right. True. Um, um, back to Booksmart, though. I just wanted to say one last thing. The like the climactic argument that the two of them have is like there was a moment that I was like, oh, me and Cody have literally had this exact same oh, argument before. So it's real fun. Jesus, Jesus. Um, Cody, get ready for that. Is it a funny scene or is it one of the more emotional hard it's one watch. of the more emotional scenes Ooh, but it, everything's okay at the end well duh. spoilers do, just like do they YouTube start a boys. podcast about movies they do here? yeah <laughs> um now mark and i have fought many many times um but what's funny is anytime mark and i have fought our friends would like run away like it was a bad problem and we were like <laughs> no it's fine <laughs> like we're friends it's, it's okay yeah <laughs> we're we'll okay survive. we're just fucking pissed at each other and like we will be fine in like i truly think everybody ran out and we were like why'd they run out we're gonna be fine in five minutes and then by the time they came in we were like either watching something or playing legos yeah <laughs> like it, it, there was a time that we were fighting and everyone left the room and we were like wait where'd they go and then i was like oh i guess we're fighting huh <laughs> It was truly, it made us more annoyed at our friends who left because we were like, y'all calm the fuck down. It's fine. I I do feel like, Cody, when when you're involved, debates and discussions can seem way more elevated than they actually are. It's just because I'm loud and dramatic. It's it's because it's performative. It's not performative, but you know what I mean. There's a bit of performance to it, I think. uh, A a lot of your argumentative points are, I'm loud, um, and that's hard (laughs) to argue with. (laughs) Correct. And I've never been wrong. <laughs> Not once. Not once. Um, um, no, I've had fights with both of you boys. You know who um, else has fights? The X-Men. The X-Men. Mm, do they? They have fights with Magneto. Do they? And say at once. Here's the thing. So Mark and I both embarked on a ill-advised journey uh, over the past couple months of mm. rewatching all the X-Men movies. Mark watched all the saga films. I all of watched the team movies, yeah. All of them except Deadpool. Um and um <clears throat> there's maybe three good fight scenes in the whole franchise. <laughs> like it's not That was one thing I noticed about this movie was how bad the action was the action is bad in kind of all of them other than the man gold movies so the wolverine and logan the action oh pretty yeah decent those are those. awesome um yeah. and then here's why me and mark like this movie more than most people last stand has decent action in it truly <laughs> like um, that's I think the brian only- singer just doesn't know how to direct an, an action scene he does not he, yeah. he truly doesn't that's the exactly what it was is messy in this movie there's that like scene where toad is like just one by one going after each individual x-men one gets wrecked by all of them he does this weird like dance move when he like mm-hmm. is trying to yes. intimidate storm i think and it just makes me like put my face in my hands every time and just go like why why is this movie well, and then there's then there's that mystique fight, which is like supposed it's, to be pretty good, but it's, it's just the, shot in a weird. I thought it was cool at the time. It's the best it's one in the movie seeing, for sure. Um, yeah, I remember liking the fight with Wolverine and Weapon Eleven. Maybe what is her name? Um, um, the Lady Wolverine, uh, Lady Deathstroke. That's an Lady X two. Yeah, I, I do like that. Oh, one but X2. you're saying you like that. Uh, it, fine. I, I, I remember a, liking it. I haven't watched it in a while. It's not great, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. 
It just well, and it's crazy too. After you see First Class, which that movie doesn't inherently have good action, mm-hmm. um, but then to go to Days of Future Past, which has worse action, like it's it's. And then they go wild. to Apocalypse, which has some of the worst action I've ever seen, Oof, like in a movie. Rough. Period. Because they're like, oh, I guess Magneto uh, and. Professor X just kind of stand and lift things. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you can make that more dynamic than you did, though. You just had Magneto, like, in the sky doing vague, like... Yeah. Yeah. But that happens in fucking all of them. His whole, like, Magneto's whole, like, his powers get ramped up in Apocalypse, so now he can, like, control the metal in the Earth. But all Mm -hmm. he does is, like, make these weird, like, metal streams, Mm -hmm. which look dumb. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, like, Apocalypse... Everyone he gives powers to, their whole thing is like, I can make a really powerful, like, orb. <laughs> cool. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so you're watching this fight scene, and it's like a bunch of people in orbs, and people trying to get in the orbs. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I will say, I, I do think there are things in the X-Men movie, because I don't think, wh- what I like about them was never really the action. It was, like, other character dynamics and stuff. Yep. Um, Like... In this particular one, the first X-Men movie, I feel like every time I watch it, I think like, oh man, no, this movie is actually really good at the first like 30 minutes. And then I remember like, oh yeah, it's actually really, really boring for the rest of yeah. the movie. Um, but I love the world they set up with like mutations feeling like this random, like borderline mistake. Uh, wh- like every single power has like some kind of a cost. Like Rogue, she can't have a physical relationship with anybody because of her power. Uh, Wolverine, it hurts every time the claws come out. Um, and has no memory. And he has no memory. Cyclops, Cyclops has, has to cover up part glasses. of his face yeah. like, for his entire life. I, I love th- what felt so different about this movie at the time was like every other superhero movie like or media, you wanted to be the hero. But like in this one, it's like, I don't think I want to be a mutant. That sounds scary and weird. Like, yeah. And that's what I makes really X3- like that take. That's what makes Last Stand so good is that it actually like addresses the issue of like, is it, do you want to be healed from this or can you like, there's a really interesting like debate happening in the background of that movie that's like, Mm -hmm. people want to be healed from this and some people are, don't understand, like Storm is like, why would you want to be healed from being an X-Men? And Rogue is like, because I can't touch people. Right. Well, I mean, it's literally a conversion therapy allegory. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, which is kind of what these X-Men at times when it's very good is dealing with social commentary stuff, which they attempt to dial into um, in this one. Um, I don't know that it's always successful, which is like Mm -hmm. what you say, Chad. It's interesting in the first 30 minutes and the introductions and stuff like that. Exactly. But once you get to Magneto's plan and the final like set pieces, you're kind of like, nah, I don't know yeah. about this, or me personally at least. Yeah. I um, mean, you get the obvious like Rogue is able to use her weakness, quote unquote, of touching people hurts people to save the world. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get those obvious like pay- setups and payoffs, I guess. But I don't know that it works as well as something else might have. Right. So before we get much further into it, let's let's kind of talk about do you guys remember when you first saw this movie? Did you have a pre-existing relationship with the X-Men? I think uh, I, I think I yeah. saw both X-Men and X-Men 2 before The Last Stand came out, and I think I saw The Last Stand when it was new. So I've I've been 
I didn't watch this movie in theaters, but I, I'd been on the X-Men train since kind of the beginning. And then I remember being absolutely pumped about X-Men Origins Wolverine and really liking it until I was told I wasn't supposed to, frankly. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it came out, you know, at a time. I, I still think that there's fun things about X-Men Origins Wolverine that I still There is, like. but it is shockingly, like, every time I'm going to be like, you know, maybe this time I'll walk away with the hot take of, like, it's not as bad as people think. Because there are often times where yeah. I come away from movies and I'm like, it's not mm-hmm. as bad as people say. Fantastic uh, or fan four stick or... Um, the Last Stand. The last, the last stand. stand is definitely one of those that's not as bad as people say. It's Nowhere near as bad as people say. Or Phantom Menace or uh, <sighs> Crystal Skull. I do, you think, know, like, I do think those are as bad as people say. I think those are no. atrocious. Nope. Um, but also no. Revenge of the Sith for you, Chad. <laughs> yeah, Revenge of the that Sith is your version of that. Rules. Or Fantastic like... Beast 2 is your version of that. We we all have our version. My take of with that. Fantastic Beast 2 is just that it's fine. Like it's a fine like middle uh, of a franchise that's movie. That's still I don't, that's still a bad take. That's yeah, that's still a strong take. I'm not going to say it's bad. It's still a strong take. Also, you gave it 4 stars. That's a little more than fine. Um That's that's anyway. <laughs> let's not I like relitigate the beasts. this. I like uh, the beasts. Whatever. The designs are good. And and they're fun to watch. And did you like liking the beast? Uh, he <laughs> he's not in this one. movie. Um, uh, Chad, did you like uh, when listening to purely nostalgia? Again, a plug to listen to our episode of that and all episodes of it. Yeah. Do you like when I ranted about how I would like Fantastic Beast more if it was Pokemon in the Harry yeah. Potter universe? Yeah. Because um, that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's similarities for sure, but they're, they're each their own thing. Yeah. Um, so. So you had kind of the movies were your entryway. That that's kind of what. Yeah, you... the movies were my entryway because, like, basically the first Sam Raimi Spider Man movie was my entry into nerd culture. Um, and then like, I got I, I saw that movie really early on before two came out for sure. I forgot and that you were a fucking jock. I forgot that we're you talking weren't. about the year two thousand one. I was in first grade. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't call myself I know. a jock. For, for for seven years you were a fucking jock beating up nerds <laughs> and then Spider Man swung no. across and the then, screen. And then I was a closet nerd because it still wasn't like at the time it wasn't that cool to like now it's no, like the it coolest wasn't. thing in the world to like superheroes because it makes two point eight billion dollars in the box office. But right. But I yeah. st- I still was kind of like uh, I, I I got a bunch of Spider-Man comics and those were most of the comics I read. Um, yeah. cause he was just, I, I love that character so much, but I love the X-Men movies. Hadn't really read much of the comics. I watched a bit of the cartoon, but yeah, yeah, that, that, that's interesting. Just because I was ingrained with nerd shit from day one, because my dad grew up in the eighties yeah. and was a nerd. Well, my so dad like was, I- my dad was a jock. And wanted right. me to do sports, but I didn't want to do sports. Like, I saw, I've seen every, the fun fact I like to tell people, and who knows if it's real. My dad has told me that some, that it's, he thinks it definitely happened, but he can't remember for sure. But still, the fun fact I like to tell everybody is I've seen every Star Wars movie in theaters. Because as a, like, three-year-old, he took me to the re-releases in the 90s. Oh, uh, that's fine. Um, yeah. Um, but, Mark, what was your introduction to X-Men? Or, um, like, or this movie? I didn't see these movies until, like, middle school, I think. I was on, like, a really long car trip, and for some reason, we had, like, a DVD player in the car, as people did in the mid-2000s. Um, right. And someone on the road trip, I think I was taking it with friends for, like, a school-related reason. I really don't remember... Uh, I think Eli was there, though, and it was, like, a long enough car trip that we could watch all three back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. 
Um, so I watched all three at the same time. Um, and it was awesome. It was a really cool car trip because I just watched X-Men movies for like Dude, eight hours. The first, it's not the first shocking time... that it took a while for Mark to watch him sing as they talk about evolution in the movie. And that's what <laughs> kept him away from Pokemon. The, the first time I watched this movie was also on a car DVD. Oh. Yeah. So that's interesting. It is a good car DVD movie. And it was just of like... that era where that was like popular. Right. Yep. I feel like these movies were the slightly edgy ones too, because there is yeah. like sex and like he flicks people off. Yeah, and they're shit wearing. Like that, they're not so. wearing spandex either. They're wearing yeah. leather. Daddy. Well, and then Mystique, I think, scared a lot of moms. And dads. She's yeah. literally naked. She literally was like naked. a little too sexy. Yeah, but was that introduction? Was that your introduction to X Men as a whole, Mark? Yeah, it, it was. I really didn't have much. Like, I never watched any of the cartoons on TV growing up. I never read any of the comics until like college. Mm-hmm. I was before was when I started reading comics. Yeah. Um. So like, I really didn't have much of a superhero knowledge base other than like I knew who Spider Man was and that he had spider powers, and I knew who Batman was and that he had bat powers. Well, um, <laughs> I was wrong, but I knew that. <laughs> right. He, um, he uses sonar so, in the Dark Knight. That's pretty. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, so for me, this is one of the like nerdy things that I don't necessarily talk about a lot because it's depressing. Slash, a lot of people don't care that much. Um, but X Men is one of the pop culture phenomenons that has always, even when I'm liking it, okay, uh, I'm fucking infuriated. Because because most of the time, like I tell you guys, like, well, adaptation and changes, like, I'm fine with that. If they stick close to it, I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. It's just whether or not they do it well. X-Men is the only one, like, at my core where I'm, like, so fucking pissed that they mess up so many things mm-hmm. and change so many things. Uh, because literally my first comic as a kid was an X-Men comic. Uh, like, Coles or some shit was doing a promotion where if you bought a t-shirt, it came with a comic. And sure. I was, like, five years old. And it was a storm and a gambit. Um, and I think Rogue comic, and that was the first comic I ever read. Was so, an comic. what like about this take of the X Men? I guess let's let's focus on this movie in particular. Like, yeah. doesn't quite get it right for you, right? So, started reading that comic, then I watched it, watched the animated series, mm-hmm. then I've um, you know read a lot of the comics. I have cats that are named after X Men: Kitty Pride and uh, Jean Grey. So, what, and it's not fair necessarily because I understand things have to be changed, and I'm not mad when they're changed in the MCU, but I just feel like the character dynamics are different. But Mm -hmm. they don't start with the original team. Not even every original team member is in this movie. So, the original team is Professor X, um, Jean Grey, Cyclops, Iceman, Beast, Angel. Angel and Beast aren't in this movie. They make Iceman a kid. Starting there, I'm like, ah, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Um, I understand, like, putting Storm on the team. I'm like, okay, yep, that makes sense. But still have those OGs there. Um, but then having Wolverine as, like, the entryway sort of makes sense to me because he is yeah, he's the most popular one slash and when they do the new X-Men, he is the entryway into yeah. that. And he's just so, a really good audience surrogate just as far as, like, the movie's concerned. Like, when he's wandering the halls of the School of Gifted Youngsters, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it's like he's discovering it as we are because he doesn't know who the X-Men are. I think it's, I think it's a good... 
call. Yeah, I think he's a good entryway, and I love Hugh Jackman in it, and I end up loving the performance through the series. And even in this movie, mm-hmm. I'm blown away that, like, <clears throat> what they... The best thing about this X-Men movie and the X-Men movies as a whole is their casting, and when they cast it correctly, the acting is so good. Mm-hmm. But the problem is there's, like three or four that they get right each time and the yeah. rest are like not very good there's like two that they get no there's three that they get right in this movie but two of those are professor x and magneto yeah professor x magneto and wolverine i think are the good castings and yeah. good yeah. acting in this movie um i think the best casting decision of the whole franchise is gotta be oscar isaac as apocalypse oh my god oh really i mean that character is so has such depth (laughs) he um they really really utilized oscar isaac's like subtlety yeah um so very lewin davis-esque very much so. so so the thing that is hardest for me though is rogue being kind of the main entryway character i understand and when you were talking about it earlier, Chad, mm-hmm. about her power and that makes her more alienated than anybody yeah. else, like that—that that is why the writers chose it. Mm-hmm. But Wolverine never has like any kind of connection to Rogue whatsoever. Like they—they they kind of are buddies in the team, but that's uh-huh. it. She was a Miss Marvel villain, is where she comes from, which so is Mystique. But um, yeah. that. Th- like and and the powers that people kind of associate with Rogue aren't necessarily her draining powers. They are the powers of her flying and shit. Right. Because yeah. that's what's in the cartoon. No, I remember in the cartoon when she was flying because I watched this movie first. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Rogue well, is, Rogue th- is th- what those. Now? Those powers she has in the animated comics, they pulled because in mm-hmm. or the, in the animated show, they pull because in the comics she took Carol Danvers' powers and then just had those powers for a while. And so when they yeah. made the animated series, they just let her have those powers because those were easy yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah. But but the also rela- those are useful powers. Yes, the relationship that Wolverine has in this. He has more so in the comics with Jubilee, who is a character I like a lot, and who's in the animated series. And again, they nailed the that character in uh, Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's but, also in a deleted scene in this movie. Right. Oh, really? Um, yeah, she, yeah. She, she famously says, I'm Jubilee. <laughs> <laughs> um, is but, that it? Like, it's like a, a, a class of students, and one of them just says, oh, hi, I'm Jubilee. Yeah, and yes. she's wearing like a yellow jacket. Yes. Oh, that's incredible. But, but the person he has it with more, and they had like a mini series, like doing this whole um, this whole dynamic, and it's always been more true. Is mm-hmm. Kitty Pride, who is a character I absolutely love, mm-hmm. and is one of my favorite X Men, and I think they fucking do her so dirty in yeah. this whole franchise. I don't know. I mean, they I steal like Days of movie. Future Past from her, which is supposed to be her thing. I like her in this movie where she like runs through a door. <laughs> but it's not even the Kitty Pride that they show later. No, they don't even use her name. Yeah, um, it's infuriating. <laughs> I love Kitty Pride so much, and like make her the entryway character. Like I don't, mm. I don't know. It's but also this movie like works. Like despite yeah. all those like nerd complaints, it works. It just frustrates me that every time they try and do new takes on the X-Men within the same franchise. Their thought has never fucking been, hey, let's do the original team. <laughs> has never been that, yeah. which is, like, insane to me. Yeah, I, I guess that doesn't really bother me too much, just since I didn't really read the comics too much. 
which might be why I think I like the series slightly more than you. Uh, I'm yeah, still not too I don't crazy. like this series. I'm still not much. too hot on it. Like, there's honestly probably four of the like. How many are there? Ten, twelve. Uh, who knows? Including counting Deadpool, Deadpool there's yeah. eleven, I think. Okay. There's yeah, there's eleven counting the Deadpools. So counting those out of the eleven, there's maybe four or five that I think are like good, and then there's like some that are okay, and then like two or three that are straight up like bad. Yeah. Um, but I would I, say that there are. Uh yeah, I would say the same thing. Like three that are bad, four that are good, uh, and then the rest are like okay, whatever. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. This is one of the I, okay, it's fine movies to me. But like the opening, I love what they're trying to set up, but then they don't really do anything with that in this movie. They kind of save that for the last stand. Which o- which opening part do you mean? The the Holocaust. Oh, I just, um, I just mean like the first like thirty minutes of the movie. The kind of stuff oh, I was talking okay, about okay. earlier. The the kind of world they're setting up. Um, I I like I I don't love the I like Rogue kissing her boyfriend. I don't love her like going mm-hmm. to Canada and meeting Logan. I mean like it's necessary. She's gotta find like him. It. Yeah, yeah. But like I, I I I never noticed that like before that she's like talking to her boyfriend about how she wants to go to Canada because it's cold up there. <laughs> it's like cool motivation. Yeah, good motivation. And and then she does and she meets Wolverine. Like that's dumb. Um but I like I love that first scene where Xavier and Magneto were talking and it's like shot from the like shot uh it's just such a cool scene. Well, and, isn't and the like, first scene the um the the Holocaust scene yes. where Yes. I think that's one of the best directed scenes in the whole franchise. That scene always works for me. And that it's like, yeah. wow, if the movie had been on that level the whole mm-hmm. time, it would be good. It's, but then, yes, I agree, Mark. Then we flash forward and we see the Professor X and Magneto. Mm-hmm. And they're at like the UN or some shit. Yeah, Jean Grey like, is like trying to vouch for mutant rights. And uh, that senator, forget his name. Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, Senator Kelly's not having it. Um Yeah. It's yeah. um that seems good, and then it becomes Magneto's like, I'm gonna kidnap Senator Kelly. I turned him into a mutant. Mm-hmm. Um his mutation has one of the biggest uh disadvantages of all of them. He just uh, melts he's a into blob, a bottle. Um and, and then his ultimate plan is I'm gonna turn everyone into a mutant, which like is not how Magneto's powers work i don't no. fucking understand the science of the machine that he builds right i mean it's it's just i think because there hadn't been that many comic book movies they thought we could get away with like whatever we want it's a comic book movie it doesn't matter well, it, it's very much like a 60s or 70s kind of plot line where yeah. you're like i mean i fucking like guess. that's straight I out of know. the 60s batman like yeah. kind of thing like i could see one of those cheesy villains just making this big thing on the top of the statue of liberty mm. and going what's crazy (laughs) as they (laughs) turn everyone into mutants right what what's crazy is um so this may be more to mark uh chad because Mm. he's he's read a bit more of the x-men comics um yeah suck it chad but so remember i texted you not that long ago and i was like i can't believe we're 12 movies into x-men and we haven't been to geonosha yet or genosha yet um but supposedly they're going there in dark phoenix did you know that magneto's base in this movie is supposedly genosha sure (laughs) they never 
Never clarify that. It's such a, a it's, it's such just a vague, like cave. It's a vague layer. <laughs> like it's yes. it's nothing. And like Genosha is supposed to be like a mutant like haven. And um that this is not that. This is just a little cave. Yeah. Um which Yeah, that that's that's real dumb. It feels like it was just in the script and not in the movie. So when I looked it up on Wikipedia, they said it was Genosha and I was like, bitch, prove it. Sure. Let's um, um, I kind of want to talk a little bit about the rest of the franchise and how it like can like particularly so Sabretooth is a character that appears in this movie. Barely or is he? <laughs> like he is, but like sure. God, he sucks. Also appears in X Men Origins Wolverine. Um, yeah, is yep. that origin supposed to like do yep. anything for this movie? Like, is it supposed to even be the same guy? It like, is supposed yeah. to be the same guy, but That's it doesn't make crazy any sense because well, they're nothing alike. They're they're nothing alike, and you would think that Sabretooth would like recognize Logan. His brother. His brother his, that he grew his, up with and fought in every major American war with. Yeah. Since, like, the Civil War. You would think, I mean, right? To be fair, it's been about a century since he's seen him last. No, um, it's not. No, it's, no, it's, it's been, like, maybe 30 it, years. Yeah, it's been it's as wrong as Logan's uh, had Vietnam, his memory loss. Right? That, that's when Origins ends is Vietnam? No. Well, no, it's, it's no. just since Logan had his memory loss, and that's only been, like, 20 years. I know, times. but they, had, uh, they were in some battle. I don't remember. Um, I don't know. I barely remember that movie. Yeah. yeah. But yes, but, it, it had not been that long. Yeah, it had not been that long. And I don't think the, the angle is that he forgot about him. I think it's just that he doesn't care about him anymore, I guess. But like, I mean, I think the angle is that this so movie weird. came first and they didn't <laughs> yes. have that backstory written yet. <laughs> yeah. And That's then exactly when it. they made Origins, they were just like, who can we just shove into this movie? Well, and they and they clearly like didn't like set it up in this movie because it doesn't come from anywhere. Right. Like, Logan yeah. and Sabretooth are not brothers in the comics. So this movie, yeah. of course, doesn't even hint at it. Yeah, no, it's, but, it's no fault of this movie it's just like right this franchise as a whole is so weird <laughs> like, it bad bad is a word i think i would use as a franchise yeah it's bad. i mean yeah. when you compare it to like how well marvel had like well marvel let's Studios not do that let's not do that because that's 22 movies okay like yeah. let's let's and think of something a multi-franchise me- like mega franchise star so. trek i mean star wars is nine movies or but 11 movies here's here's my take on these movies you have to treat them as three individual trilogies that happen to share characters but not like a storyline that's the only way it makes sense three tri- trilogies and then so the there's the wolverine trilogy the original there's trilogy. the wolverine and, and the, then the prequel trilogy. The new quad, well, it's not quad, a trilogy. Quad trilogy. We'll call it the prequel saga since yeah, there's four yeah. of them. Yeah. And um, then and the like Deadpool the, duology. The, the the two team like series have like a relationship, but they were like I think Days of Future Past is pretty clear about the fact that like they're not actually in the same universe anymore. Um, yeah. yeah, they they show that there's like going to be an alternate timeline where Jean Grey doesn't have to die. Uh, but then that's the that's the universe that Logan takes place in. So Professor X fucking kills him in that universe. Right, still. right. Which, oof, <sighs> Rough. it's hard. Um, yeah, yeah. I am curious to see. I guess how uh, Dark Phoenix ends this prequel saga. It's weird. Yeah, because they've definitely set up uh, Jean Grey enough to be compelling. Um, <laughs> Anyway. If if you take the first three movies and her characterization there and think this is what she could have grown up into, I guess you have 
I don't mean, know. Some it, characterization. It, 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 the whole point up. of the Dark Phoenix saga is not to just fucking do it as soon as possible. Right. The idea is that you've been with Jean Grey mm-hmm. for 30 fucking years, and then this happens. Right. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, you want to know the thing that I hate? Like, literally, I can point to one scene of this whole series that just, like, details why I hate this series. And it's in... Um, it's in Apocalypse. They're walking out of Return of the Jedi, and oh, they're talking right. about how you know the third one in this trilogy is always the worst. Which it's um, not even in that uh, it's, trilogy. It's not. I disagree there. Um, oh, but okay. th- he's clearly talking about like the original X Men trilogy and being like, yeah. "Yeah, my two movies were good, and the third one was sucked." But he's like. If you think about it, it it doesn't make any sense to say that in the third movie in a series, right? Yeah. Which is clearly worse than the two movies before it. Yeah. It's literally saying like, I'm I look, I know that this movie sucks, but hey, the first two were good. Yeah, it was supposed but, to be a different joke, and then it turned into like, I'm talking about this movie we're watching right now. It is, yeah, like like it is insulting to you, things that are good, like well, the last stand. I would. I would say that the last day might be the best of the of the original trilogy. That's crazy because that, that is a hot exists. take. That is a very hot take. X two um, is I pretty pretty widely probably considered the best of this trilogy. Yeah, some I people that, that don't every, remember right might say the first X Men, but it's X two. Uh, I think that the everything that happens in the dam in X two is boring. Um, mm, I kind of like that stuff. I think it's dumb and boring. Um, I, but here's the thing. I think this movie gets real dumb and boring. I think, I think this, this movie is, has a good setup and then starts this, sucking. This bad. is definitely oh, yeah. the worst of the original trilogy. The yeah. like, the I fight agree. scenes in this, the only fight scene that I like in this... Okay, there's two. The one with X-Men, or with uh, Wolverine in like, the cage fight. That's cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's a fun introduction, for sure. And then I just like the train being pulled apart by Mag- Magneto. That's mm-hmm. not really a fight scene, but I think it's cool, and it's like practical effects as well of him like just ripping that train apart. Well, yeah. it's like a mixture of practical and CGI, but it's it looks cool. Well, Mark, are you talking about that kind of self-aware joke or whatever from Apocalypse? Let's kind of bring it back to um, this movie, and something I wanted to talk about in context of this is how this movie. <laughs> okay. I need you guys to buckle in on your Broncos because this may be a wild ride. I think this movie is why we have the current DCU and think it has more of an impact on that than the MCU. Whereas like, I think Sam Raimi's Spider-Man is more influence or more influenced the MCU. Hmm. Let me explain it a little bit. This movie wants to be nerdy, but thinks it's too cool. And that nerd shit's kind of dumb. Right, mm-hmm. so that that opening thing I said, mm-hmm. I put it because I fucking hate it. Yeah, it's pretty, um, but it's the, pretty like, dismissive of what you're supposed to be like, super into. into. Like they're yeah. like spandex, fucking dumb. Superheroes, they're for mm-hmm. virgins. <laughs> like it's yeah. you know, like it's very much. <laughs> like, and the writers of these have kind of like because isn't that Goyer who is the like real shitbag about that? Um, um, yeah, Goyer is all about like being dark and like. Yeah, he doesn't like Superman, but right. Well, he's the one who said She-Hulk was created for uh, boys to masturbate to, and it's like, well, actually, She-Hulk's a good dynamic character. You fuck bag. (laughs) Anyway, um, but David Esquire didn't write this movie, but I think like some of the people 
coming in, they're like, no, we need a grounded, realistic take. We can't be silly with the superhero Which, stuff, like, even though this movie's pretty fucking silly. Yeah, it's not grounded. Have you seen Toad? <laughs> like, are you yeah, kidding to- me? Right. But, like, just, like, we're not going to use the superpowers, and um, we're going to take a more, like, serious yeah. approach. I mean, I you might be giving the movie a little bit too much credit for being that, truly. Like, I think a lot of it comes from what we're good movies, but the, like, Burton take on Batman, I think, said a lot of that kind mm. of thinking. No. People, so, th- let me finish, people, like, miss interpreting misunderstand because i think there is a love of batman in those movies but i think people were like finally batman's not the cheesy 1960s superheroes can be cool now let's try that out with the x-men but like slightly misunderstood i think it was like a slippery slope kind of thing I, well i i, I, I think, sort of get what you're saying yeah. but but the the burton batmans are still so tim burtony yeah so they're still so fucking weird and like there's not grounded at all and they're very like but like gothic. i mean but but like hearing like so kevin smith was tasked of writing uh the death of superman movie yep. and um uh, the the exec saying like no capes i don't want him flying around because that looks right. fake all this stuff is like very much in line with that way of thinking which existed Absolutely. pre-x-men so right. i think this way of thinking has been like a problem for a bit and i think it's only yeah. like sam raimi learned to embrace the camp a bit um well i think what it is is batman and robin came out and was a fucking disaster right so this sure. movie is maybe three or two years after that yeah so it is more a direct response to that yeah um but, but i think it kind of divided the like you can have a serious grounded i mean it happens in comics all the time where you have a serious grounded batman but it's still embracing comic yeah tropes yeah. and like comic things it, it doesn't look its nose down which i think right at its worst x-men sometimes can do i think it definitely does that yeah 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 it it definitely feels like the dc universe in that a they're trying to set up all of these characters at the same time and hope that you like all of them and you you don't know any of them at all um but also like like, it it is definitely more concerned about like the message it's sending and like Mm -hmm. the you know the the i mean i think brian singer got this job not because he cares about x-men but because he had like an interesting pitch about like you know what if the x-men here were like a symbol about gay rights instead of you know the civil rights that they were set up for in the 60s yeah it's Um, sort of that but he also very much was like professor x is going to be martin luther king jr magneto is going to be malcolm x which i don't think malcolm x ever tried to go on the statue of liberty and (laughs) well people into mutants that's how that's how they were written in the first place. yes it was it Mm -hmm. was and that's very much like what that is the angle that they were pushing for Brian Singer. Yeah. Um, which I did a lot of research. I guess now is the time to talk about it, about like people who took cracks at this movie, right? Yeah. Um, um, the, the, the reason that David Hetter, um, the guy who ended up writing it and Brian Singer directed it, um, which by the way, uh, Fuck Brian Singer. We haven't like established uh, yeah. it yet. We don't yeah, like fuck him. We don't, we don't like for, him. Like, for, uh, hot take rapists bad so we don't bad. like him too much um also bohemian rhapsody sucks yeah here i have two reasons to hate him uh first of all he is a, a 
sex crime yeah, doer. So that's, that's um, not like also a bad director. So also bad director um, also made Apocalypse, which is worse than Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, like, yeah. But anyway. like, what makes me mad more about Bohemian Rhapsody is his that he just like stopped caring and stopped showing up. Like, yeah, I think. Uh, he yeah, got scared I, by the I Me Too movement. Like genuinely got scared. Genuinely, that's movement. why he yeah. didn't go out anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but so the reason their take got um, the the reason that it was the take chosen and why they were ultimately selected to do it is because they wanted to emphasize the kind of McCarthyism element of it and the civil rights thing. And they were like, wow, this is a radical take. Nobody has pitched to us yet, which is fucking insane when it's based on X-Men. Right. Cause which like, is like foundational is, to the text. Yeah. That's, like, that's what it's always been about is like, yeah. right. Yeah. It would be like me being like, okay, here's my pitch about Moby Dick. It's about a whale. Uh-huh. And the but guy it actually represents whale. his hubris. Yeah, it actually yeah. represents like hubris and no. searching for meaning in life. No, we just no, want it... like a big whale. <laughs> no, the, we'll the pass thing on is... this interesting take, but I think it would never work. I mean, look, it might not be what Melville intended when he wrote it. <laughs> definitely um, not. <laughs> but it's definitely like I think that's an angle you could go with it. <sighs> it's like the most obvious take you could possibly have. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so originally do, it was... I want to do like a take on Paddington mm-hmm. uh, there, uh-huh. but like it's all about kindness and just being oh. good. So, so that's Marmalade angle, is... Sort of. <laughs> yeah, and okay, I, I like that idea. Here's my pitch. Um, marmalade's for losers, no marmalade. Yeah, yeah, that's, he's, he's, that's what he's this drinking is. fucking whiskey. <laughs> he's a bad boy. He's it's a bad boy. railing gritty. There's going to be Real a scene gritty. where like someone's like, hey, do you want some marmalade? And he goes, no, marmalade is for fuckwads. Yeah. <laughs> and then he revs his motorcycle. He's wearing leather. His hat's made of leather now. Yeah. yeah Bare yeah, yeah. leather yeah, as well. He, he, he can't have blue and red in no, his outfit. Uh-uh. It is a fully Full black, black outfit. And someone at yeah. one point says, like, that's a lot of leather. And he said, what would you prefer? A floppy red hat? for <laughs> <laughs> And a blue overcoat? <laughs> um, okay, so... Do you know what happens to a bear when it's struck by lightning? <laughs> uh, Finish your thought. What, 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 what uh, same thing happens to everything, everything else. Happens, yeah. Everything else, yeah. <laughs> um, so... Um, so originally this was being produced by Jimmy cams himself, uh, who also like was taking cracks at Spider-Man. Um, really interested to see the I, world I feel... where James Cameron created the new wave of superhero movies. I feel like, like what an you, alternate you should have said life. James Cameron before you jumped into Jimmy cams. Cause I don't think, uh, nah, Jimmy cams will know who he is. He, he's the, they do the now. he's arguably one of the biggest directors on the world. Yeah. I mean, he is like, I don't know, Jimmy cams, but you just jumped in and immediately assumed everyone would know Jimmy cams. <laughs> yeah. We know Jimmy cams. Yeah. Uh, so it re- originally was going to be directed by Catherine Bigelow, which I find fascinating. Whoa. Um, and then uh, they, whoever was like trying to find directors, like tripped down a bunch of stairs and started having bad ideas because they suggested Brett Ratner, who ends up directing um, the third Last movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Paul W. S. Anderson. Wait, let me let me say this about uh, um, Brett Ratner, um, also, also a sex criminal. Him. Okay, yes. let's go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now the. The wrong Paul Anderson. Like, imagine like if PTA <laughs> did like a take on the X Men. It'd be a movie I'd be fascinated to see. What if the other Anderson with a W and S in his name made made this movie? <laughs> There's a Wes I, Anderson. Like an S and there is a skit, and like yeah. I kind of want to see it, but like at the same no. time, it just wouldn't. 
I value the MCU's consistent tone more than I value seeing a Wes Anderson X Men movie, and I would yeah. rather X uh, or I would rather Wes Anderson just make other movies too. Well, so. I think a lot that it needs to be like an indie director who comes in and cracks X Men, who understands the family dynamic elements. How about of it. Olivia Wilde? Apparently, I, that's not a bad choice, I guess. Um, I I've thought a lot about if Hulk had done well, and Ang Lee had tackled either Fantastic Four or X Men. Mm-hmm. I think about that a lot, mm. and think it would be fascinating. Mm. Fascinating um, for sure. Good. We've talked Good. about we not. We've talked about really wanting Jordan Peele to do a take on the X Men. I don't know. Yes, I think will, that would be a good one. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I really want Jordan Peele. Um, there's a couple other that I think yeah. would be good, um, but I can't like be pressed to think of them right now. Oh my um, gosh! So I just uh, read this in, y- in the, your notes on the Google Doc. Uh, I just want to talk about it because it really shocked me. Comics were banned on the set. Talk more about that. Um, Is it because they were too nerdy? We don't want to do this crap. He didn't want it influencing the script or the performances, which, again, the minute I saw that fact, I was like, like, fuck off. Imagine Peter Jackson was like, nobody read Lord of the Rings because I don't want you to be influenced by the text. I want you to be way cooler than like Frodo ever was. Like it's not even the same thing as like watching a different performer. Like, you know, if you're Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. you shouldn't necessarily study Christian Bale to do Batman. Yeah. But you should fucking like, read Batman comics. Like Steve Carell didn't watch the original office because he didn't want to be influenced by Which absolutely yeah, fair. That's valid. But uh, to be fair, I also didn't watch the original Office. Yeah, me either. Yeah. It's it's okay. Uh, probably never now at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I've kind of reached the past the point of <laughs> yeah, ever. Like, bold going move back saying yet. It. Yeah, and then I was like, you know what? No, I won't. <laughs> I'm not really. I'm not really looking for a Ricky Gervais show to watch. No, me either. Even though that would be the one that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek was but, okay. Yeah, was, but, was it? I'm just not going to. It, uh, it tricked me into crying a couple of times by just like showing me a, just aggressively sad stuff. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, comics were banned. Kind of proves why this was messy from the start. Yeah. Um, another person considered to direct, which I actually would find fascinating in um, 2019 and i want him to have a real superhero uh movie with his buddy james cameron producing the budget for it so it's big and spectacular uh is robert rodriguez interesting i don't want spy kids or shark boy and lava girl Mm -hmm. or even sin city era rob rod i want alita alita era era to tackle some superhero i mean alita is a superhero Yes, to be it clear. Is. It is. It is a superhero yeah. movie, which Fuck is why I like it. If, it's a it's a superhero anime movie. Yes. <laughs> and I love it. I would love it. Like if Rob if Robert Rodriguez had like a different script for Alita, I think it would have been like probably one of my favorite of the year. I just hate the script so much, but like it's mm, it's, it's a it. beautiful looking movie and the action yes. is incredible um action so i love good. the character alita too like just yes. she's fun to watch just like discovering the world because mm-hmm. uh, like I some think, amnesia characters are just like a drag to watch but like yeah. alita is one that you're just like she just is seeing beauty and everything and it just makes me happy it's basically like I don't want Rob Rod to get a Marvel movie because his style is too mm-hmm. like I don't know I mean, that he can combine himself into kind of the Marvel style. I don't Cause know because as much as I love Marvel movies, they do sort of have a style, even the more yeah, but like, like 
unusual one. I I feel like Taika Waititi has a very specific style, and he was still able to like make sure, a Marvel movie that I, fit in. I just I don't know. I, I just, think it could. I think like something similar to Alita would have no problem fitting in. Maybe I just think I would rather give Robert Rodriguez a DC movie where it can just be its mm. fucking own thing. Like and Shazam was. With him. Yeah. yeah, like do just give him a random character and be like, what do you want to do with this? And he'll be like, I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll <laughs> figure it out. Yeah, I'd be cool with like him doing like a cyborg movie in the DC. Shit, or... I just started passing out imagining him doing Green Lantern. Oh, that'd be dope. I was going to say Nova. <laughs> if, if he was going to make a Marvel movie, him make him he, a him Nova movie. Nova, that actually would rule. I think what, what he needs is like the ability to like just create a whole world. Um, yeah. Right, which is why I thought of Green Lantern. New... Yeah, um, and that's yeah. yeah. Green Lantern and Nova are like the same the character same. with different the, powers. Literally yeah. the same. <laughs> Space yeah. cops, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, so people who took a crack at the script, James Seamus, uh, Ang Lee's partner, he wrote uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, um, also wrote Hulk. He's written a bunch of uh, Ang Lee stuff. Joss Whedon, who, believe it or not, his script got thrown out for being too nerdy. I do <laughs> believe that. A lot, lot of pop culture references, which I don't need that, but it still sure. was like very, which he ended up writing for X-Men comics and has one of the most famous X-Men comic runs. Um, and then Christopher McQuarrie, who uh, wow. I like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine a good writer. if this like series became like his series instead of uh, the Mission Impossible series. I'd be kind of sad because those Mission Impossible movies rule. So but God, good. could you imagine X Men with his action directing? Like, imagine, yeah, X Men just like produced at his level would be, awesome. it'd be amazing. That's, um, he wrote Usual Suspects, right? Yes, he did. That, so that, he, that's why they had him. Gotcha. In. Yeah, would have been a much better movie. Would have been uh, had a good structure, um, <laughs> so, which this could use. Um, interesting dialogue, which this could use. Um, the dialogue really, it, is rough in this movie. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. the roughest part. Even like, well, even scenes I kind is. of like the dialogue suffers. Like, I mean, Mark was talking about it earlier. Like, Rogue is just like, I want to move to Canada because it's cold, up right? There. Mm-hmm. And but but the like, thing is, if here. you have like, <laughs> but the, if you have direct or if you have actors playing at an insane level, mm-hmm. then that dialogue can be sold. But it's when like, I like Halle Berry. I think she's fucking awful in these movies. Yeah, I don't really understand she's why. I great. love James Mar- mm-hmm. Marsden, and I think he's fucking awful in this bad. Also, there's some real character assassination of Cyclops in these movies, but that's yeah, that's another thing. I'd be it, I talked about like Sabretooth and his character and how it sort of changed, but like Cyclops is introduced as like the guy you don't want to be with Jean Grey because you want Wolverine to win Jean Grey. Gross. Uh, yuck, bleh. But Which Wolverine and Jean Grey are not really ever a thing sure, that but, I have encountered. In and the now in Apocalypse, that's, I mean, not Apocalypse, in uh, Dark Phoenix, that seems to be like the driving force of like Cyclops' character is the romance when the romance was introduced however many movies ago as like, you shouldn't root for them because you, sh- yeah, you, you now should you're rooting want. For it. Yeah, it's, it's it's so weird that this is the culmination of all things, but like no, because the first three movies you didn't want them to be together. Because well, and now the take on Cyclops is he's a little broody because his brother died. Yeah, I, I don't know. They just have never nailed Cyclops' character because mm. in 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 this one he's just a tight ass who sucks, which is not Cyclops right. is like the leader and he's a bit like 
over serious, but he's still not God, like a you know, awful fuck boy. Well, I mean, he's a little I, I think that they they wanted to have some sort of like group dynamic where like two of them didn't get along, but mm-hmm. instead of like having two of them be like good but care about different things, it's like okay, well, what if right. Cyclops just sucks? Yeah, right. So I I just. It occurred to me that if Brian Singer had directed uh, the Avengers, he would have characterized Captain America the exact same way. Absolutely, which is the sucks. wrong take on the character. Yeah, because yeah. like um, I mean, the, the Russos in Civil War were able to have. I mean, every Marvel movie that's had Iron Man and Captain America, they don't they butt heads and they don't get along because they have different mm-hmm. ideologies. But they're both good people, and you like both of them a lot. It's and right. they're it's not easy to do, but it's possible. Right. Well, and so the the other thing that this movie doesn't ever really delve into is Professor X is kind of a bad guy a lot of the times. That's something the comics have really been playing mm-hmm. with now and that, like hint at before where like he does fucked up things to do the right thing mm-hmm. um, because he just kind of will control people. And the, the, the new saga, the prequel saga gives lip service to that, but doesn't ever really believe it. They have like Magneto be like, Charles is not your place, blah, blah, blah. Right. But you're never really not on Xavier's side. So I, I think it would be interesting to have kind of a like, Xavier, you suck a little bit. Take at some point, but man, that would Uh-oh. that would be a shame if it just happened in the final movie of the yeah, franchise, and then it's just like, oh, Xavier was bad the whole time, kind of. Right. Instead I, I of think what they need to do later. is like that is your third movie, right? So you have him like training the kids or whatever, mm-hmm. and then as they grow up, they're like, Xavier, we are not your pawns, like that kind of stuff. like you just need a mm-hmm. natural progression, which I don't think it's yeah. ever really done. Nope. Um. This movie also does the classic thing you kind of have to do where Professor Xavier's too powerful, so you make him pass out for the last half of the movie (laughs) where he can't do anything. (laughs) Um, Which, because he looks into Cerebro. We should also talk about Cerebro, which is cool and looks cool cool in every movie. One of the best things that this franchise has given us, I think, is the way Cerebro, Cerebro looks and operates. I think that rules. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I don't... Yeah, it's it's not bad. Oh, I love it. I love that room and the little mm-hmm. like yeah, I like it. Um, what else do you get? We've kind of like ragged on the franchise. Is there anything yeah. else you guys really like about this movie? I mean, about this movie? <laughs> we, <laughs> yes. we we have talked about everything I do like about it. I really like what they're going for in the opening. Um, just mm-hmm setting up that like hey it kind of sucks to be a mutant um you don't really want this but they're going to make the best of it and they're going to protect the people who don't like him so much um it's a cool world they're starting to set up um i like the characters of wolverine and charles and and charles and magneto but Mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 painfully boring in the middle yep I, yeah. I really like the scene at the end where they're watching the news and the senator's on, and then they pause it when the eyes turn like <laughs> turn orange, yellow. and they're like, I yeah. think that might be Mystique. I'm it's not like, sure. But uh, yeah, guys. I don't sure think you is. even needed to pause it. I think we all saw the eyes. But, right. Yeah. Um, another thing that infuriates me about this movie truly is the Rogue and Iceman romance, because, I mean, again, that's me being comic boy so it's mm. maybe not fair but um yeah i just don't like it 
like Iceman is supposed to be much older than her. Also, they've never had a relationship before. See, I don't give a, a shit about any of that stuff because this is completely like same. This is its own universe. I I, I, I know I do it's like just that hard stuff, for me, especially because Rogue is your entry point into this movie hypothetically. Um, so I I like all of that stuff going on, and that's my favorite like through line of this original trilogy is like. In the second one, they they all all three of them are like given a little bit more responsibility. I do like their dynamic in mm-hmm. two. Yeah. I will say that and it's just this one where it's like ugh. The the three the fight, kind of annoys me. The fight in the school is one of my favorite things about two. Holy shit! The fight in the school in two is so good. Um, Absolutely, I agree. And yeah. then in three, I like when uh, Pyro or whatever his fucking name is goes bad. I like that. Yeah, me too. Or, or yeah. I like that he like is a bad guy and that Bobby has to fight him. That's fun. Yeah. I don't really like how Rogue and Iceman's relationship ends up going in three, where it's like, uh, Kitty Pride's gonna fuck things up for him. I'm like, uh, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that they never really give Iceman enough to do, and that's kind of a bummer to me. Even though he is in two a lot. Yeah. I just I just I don't really feel like he he gets a little short shifted. Um I just want to see him be an ice boy a little bit more. It's also part of it. He's a cool boy. We probably need to get to um, our, like, is this the best movie of 2000? Yes, we do. 2000 movies. Which I think we can say X-Men is not the best movie of 2000. (laughs) Well, I mean, we have to vote, though. (laughs) I I vote no. (laughs) I vote no. Listen to this podcast to find out Oh, And and the way that that these bonus episodes work is if we did decide it's the best movie of the year, it has to be unanimous. Yes, it and does. it, it does. is unanimously not the best movie. Yeah, unless Cody not. is going. Aaron, yeah, okay. Aaron Brockovich is better than X Men. Yeah, um, hot take. So now I guess yeah, Mark's right. Let's rank it. So Mark, what is your ranking of the two thousands movies that we? Um, about? hold on. Let me remember which ones we watched. Um, Aaron? it would be Aaron Brockovich, and then run me if y'all's picks. Oh brother. Uh, oh brother. Crouching Tiger. Gladiator. X Men. Um. Oh brother. Um, Gladiator and uh, Crouching Tiger, probably Crouching Tiger than Gladiator, but those are pretty close. And then X Men at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Okay, Chad, for me, ranking. for me, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou remains number one. Um, second would be Aaron Brockovich, then probably Gladiator, X Men, Crouching Tiger. Mm, that infuriates me. I'm so, um, I just, it just, I just didn't like it. It just wasn't. Yeah, you can listen to the episode to find out why I didn't like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. But uh, TLDR, uh, not for me. Yeah, he doesn't like it because he doesn't like the action, but he puts X Men above it. Anyway, uh, my ranking I, is. Yeah. <laughs> I like other things about re- Let's not relitigate this. Yeah. Um, my ranking is Aaron Brockovich, Oh Brother, Crouching Tiger, Gladiator, X-Men. And here's the thing. I kind of like all these movies. I don't really dislike any of them. I, we racked pretty hard on X-Men, mm-hmm. just, but it's not horrible. It's like a three out of five. Yeah, it, it's truly not horrible. It just is like the franchise as a whole infuriates me. Yeah. And that's kind of the angle we were taking because this, Dark Phoenix comes out soon. This movie is interesting because it does set up everything I like about future X-Men movies, but it also sets up things that are annoying about future X-Men movies. It just like... Mm-hmm. It's yeah. A, I'm, I'm confl- this is the one I'm probably most conflicted about. The rest of them, I'm more like good or bad. But this right. one's kind of like... 
there's good things about it, but it's just painfully boring. Well, and then the franchise gets even more infuriating because the saga movies all feel kind of the same. And then they change a little bit with first class and then go back to feeling kind of the same. Well, they literally bring back everybody in days of future past. So, right. Um, Did we get um, confirmation on how long dark Phoenix was? It's like two hours 15, I think. Um, I thought I heard longer, maybe like two 30. I, they don't. Ha- the they, rumor was two forty, but I don't oof. think that's real. They they did release the um the length. It's not on IMDb yeah. yet, but that's fine. Have we voted um, on Aaron Brockovich versus Titanic? No, that is the next okay. thing. So uh, we but we're that. still talking about X Men. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The is it, it's it's infuriating because again they're doing Dark Phoenix and the writer of Dark Phoenix is the person who wrote. <laughs> Last, Last Stand, stand. Yeah. so he's just remaking his own movie. And there's just sort of the rumors of that they basically had to reshoot the whole movie. <laughs> so he's had uh, three chances to um, make a good Dark Phoenix movie. And I don't know why they had to reshoot it, because it's not like once Disney bought it, they made him reshoot it. No, it, it was, was all I, like random I think it was shit. just a like, lot probably of because errors. it was... <laughs> Well, yeah. for for what I understood, the like the space thing, it was supposed to end in space, and they just completely did redid the third act. Yeah, which, which is, is always promising. To, yeah, redid the third act to be on a train, mm. <laughs> way more dynamic than space. Anyway, okay, so yes, now we need to vote. So we determine Aaron Brockovich is the best movie of two thousand. So now we need to put it against Titanic, the fucking behemoth, the Titanic, which we've determined so far as the best movie of our mm-hmm. lives. Is Aaron Brockovich better, Mark? Um, no, I, wait. Uh, let's do Chad because Aaron Brockovich is your movie. Sure, sure. Um, to me, Titanic so far is still unsinkable. I choose Titanic. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, Mark. I mean, call Aaron Brockovich an iceberg. It just sunk the Titanic. I I like Aaron Brockovich more. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Well, I don't. So Titanic (laughs) still wins. Titanic is like, I don't know. Titanic may be unbeatable. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I I definitely think think Titanic is. is. I think that this year had, for me, one movie that I might have considered higher. But future, future years have like a few movies. Mm, yeah, there's not a single movie this year that I think is better than Titanic. I I, I really am. I on think the that ship. I mean, it's like so good. We've talked about it many, many times. Titanic so. is is so good, and but mm-hmm. Aaron Brockovich is also like they're both like really, really hard to find things that are wrong with them. Mm-hmm. But Aaron yeah. Brockovich is about an hour shorter, and that just like kind of puts <laughs> it over the edge for me. Mm. But if uh, Aaron Brockovich had one of the more like compelling and thrilling disaster sequences of all time, then um, I'm, so, I'm sorry, it, it had a, like a medical and ecological disaster. Yeah, that's huh? true. True, but I it mean, wasn't a fun sequence. I mean, we we we've talked about it a ton, but yeah. Titanic's a short three hours for me. It's it, similar to Endgame, where it like moves, it's it's yeah. so long, but it does not mm-hmm. feel long when I'm watching it. Yeah, honestly, the only time that I realize how long Titanic is when I, is when I have to get up and change the DVD. <laughs> right, right. Which also I have the Blu-ray, so I don't. Wh- have when to. it feels the longest to me is the opening twenty minutes or so when it's the Explorer. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
which have we talked about the reason I think I'm still so high on Titanic is because I had the Blu-ray version and it looks so fucking good on the Blu-ray. I need to buy a 4K version of Titanic. God. I might just die. <laughs> yeah, like when you watch that, you'll be like, sorry, there's never been a better movie made ever. I'm sorry. I remember it like, just looks so pretty. Even watching it on DVD, like that first scene with just like the submarine. And I was like, oh, this doesn't look like a 90s movie at all. Um, Not at all. It's beautiful. Could- could we could we do our plugs? I've had to poop for probably the last oh like God. hour, and it's about to be a problem. And you also All have right. to go to work, so yep. Well, that. M- so uh, Chad apparently wants to plug it up. I don't know why yeah. you have to do that so, on the podcast, but oh oh, oh our plugs oh, our plugs. Oh right, we're right. <laughs> oh, uh, Chad, well, where can people find you on the internet? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm plugged up now, so we should be uh-huh. good to go for another hour. Okay, uh, great. <laughs> but uh, no, you can find me. At Chad A. Oliver on all social media platforms. That's Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd. Mark. Um, you can find me at Wallington Mark on all of those same platforms. You can find me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Cody Lunsford on Letterboxd. You can find the show at We Pick Picks, W E P I C K P I C S on Instagram and Twitter. Go listen to Purely Nostalgia, where me and Mark uh, talked about Detective Pikachu. It was a good app. It's good also app. a good show. I really enjoyed um, listening to it. What? I really what, enjoyed. Chad? I really enjoyed listening to it. <laughs> Don't know what you said, but I believe you. I really um, enjoyed yeah. listening to it. <laughs> I, okay. I heard Wonderful. every word that Chad said. I want to blame I know. Here. I have a fucky yeah. system. I don't know what's happening um, over here. Um, but they they have some exciting future episodes coming up that I'm excited to listen to. Um, Chad may be on the show eventually, and by eventually, <laughs> 900 months from now. I'm excited so about it. <laughs> yes. Um, I yep. Yeah, so go listen to that show. Um, and 2000s is over. We survived Y2K. Mm-hmm. Um, so remember everyone. Do you know what happens when a toad gets struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to anything else. Next week, we talk about, um, I don't know, the best movie? Ocean's Eleven. Um, like the 2001 version, clearly. I don't want to see Frank Sinatra's fucking face anywhere. It's not streaming, uh, but you can, you should own it. Honestly, you should own it. I think I have two copies, so just like, let me know and I'll, I'll loan you one. All right. I own the Ocean's three pack. Um, you know, because I have to, because I needed to get them all because you were screaming at me. Yeah. So I had to. I need to go find Ocean's eight somewhere. They're, they're mm, selling it now. True.